Good morning. Welcome to Daily Confetti with Carter and Carrie. Today is Thursday, June 13th, and um, we've got a couple of cool topics to talk about today, don't we, Carter? Yeah. Um, I don't know where to start. Actually, we should probably do an update on the Project Veritas stuff that we talked about yesterday, because something something even worse happened. I mean, I'm floored by this. And I don't, I don't know how YouTube can continue to surprise me. Um, by the way, not, thanks for not hating on my, my uh, YouTube I love you video. Isn't the video great? What? Isn't the video great, guys? I love it. <laughs> I, I, I was uh, prepping for a lot of hate. Um, yeah, they pulled, so... Project Veritas did a journalism video where they had the guy who's now been identified because he came on Tucker Carlson last night. His his name was Eric Cochran. He was the Pinterest insider who exposed Pinterest's um, war on wrong think where they were banning certain terms and all that stuff. We talked about it yesterday. And he came forward on Tucker Carlson. YouTube pulled Project Veritas's video off of YouTube. They now, completely the, pulled down the news, the news story. It's yeah. a news story. Yeah, it's, it, there's no, you can't, no reasonable person could make any kind of argument that it's anything but a news story. There is zero credulity to pulling this down. Zero, literally zero. Uh, and I would love to hear someone defend this action. I've not, I've not really heard anyone defend it other than YouTube saying, we're doing it for safety. But YouTube's argument is, well, there's people's names in this. There, there, are, there are Pinterest uh, employees like, who are in it because they're, you're going right. to have employees and their titles in any news story about something. So they, they list the name of the woman who's the head of the director of like legal safety or something. One oh, of yeah, Jeanette gourmet or whatever they don't even really say anything about her other than like this was her this is her slack post this is what she said we don't know if she did anything or not after this um and megan mcclellan that's her name i found it here megan mcclellan law enforcement and government operations the lego lego the lego program manager (laughs) um so yeah so that youtube pulled it down because after all news reports that are exposing misbehavior from companies they're always pulled down if they name anyone who works at the company in the news report right carrie it's it's crazy you you don't this is an attack on actual journalism i mean that's what it is this yes. guy um it's it's what we've talked about before it's big social and it's um legacy media like the corporate media together attacking not just new media but new media journalism. They're attacking people who are doing nothing different. He did nothing different than any other news report in terms of having people on camera with their titles and he's not doxing private citizens. They're, right. they're, uh, the, the legacy media and the corporate media, on the other hand, they, they go after private people now. <laughs> yeah, they dox people all the time. That doesn't get pulled down. Yeah. This isn't even doxing. And I mean, I. I don't know if you don't know Project Veritas, you should absolutely follow Project Veritas. And 
I don't know. They're, they're vilified by the left because they say, oh, Project Veritas, they're just a right-wing conspiracy theory, blah, blah, blah. They're not any of those things at all. Anyone who grew up in the 80s or 90s or actually has ever seen mainstream media at all, maybe, I guess. Anyone who's ever seen mainstream media ever do any kind of expository report. That's all that Project Veritas is. Now, they selectively expose things that the right cares about, right? So, yes, they, they have an agenda in that they are clearly coming from one political perspective and trying to expose things that that perspective wants exposed. But that's no different than all, like 98% of every other media publication doing that for the left. This happens all the time. Whistleblowers at companies and the left has got some undercover inside report about something that's gone on. And so they're exactly the same, except for they do a better job than modern uh, journalism. Because modern journalism is not doing this stuff anymore. Right, right. They're they, just they, giving you what you want. So like CNN, I was at the gym yesterday. CNN is on a continual Trump derangement syndrome loop. It's like they know that's what their audience wants to see. So they spend all day on the same story about Trump. Where, Whereas, I mean, it used to be, I don't think it's just that I my opinions have changed. I think it's that they these networks have changed. It used to be that... Um, Fox was worse. And now I'm like, CNN is so much worse. Fox at least covered a variety of international stories in the time I was there. CNN was just like, 100% Trump, 100% of the time, you know? Um, and they don't, and you're right, they don't even do this. I mean, I know they like to say, we're hard hitting, blah, blah, blah. They don't even do any real journalism anymore. They don't break stories that are, like, they just, re they just report on Trump, basically. And their breaking stories half the time are, you know, they, they snagged something from Twitter, didn't do any research on it, and, you know, doxed a bunch of high school kids. Yeah, I was going to say, their breaking stories are going after high school kids. Like, yeah. Yeah, these guys, Project Veritas, are act, they're actually doing real journalism. And I'm not saying there shouldn't exist a Project Veritas on the left, and maybe there isn't, I don't know about it. But there should absolutely, Project Veritas should absolutely exist and be supported for what they're doing regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum, you have to admit they are getting information about what's going on in the world that people care about. They are uncovering information. They are doing investigative journalism. That's what they're doing. You might not like it. You might not like what they find. You might be pissed that they're knocking your sacred cows over. But nevertheless, it's just investigative journalism. Don't. And and by the way, they have a tip line. They have a couple lines on their website. If you work in big social, like this Pinterest insider at any level, and you have anything you can, any tips you can give them on censorship that's happening in these companies, go first to their site. To no, first come to us. First come to us? <laughs> then you can go to Project Veritas. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I'm in the Bay Area. If you're in a big tech company and you want to go do something, I'll give you a freaking spy camera and go in and do do your thing um but yeah just, reach out to project veritas they're great i just sent you a photo can you um can you pull it up censorship of the day for anyone listening it's a grim reaper that says and it says sjw's 
and he's going door to door. And he's just come out of the doors, college campuses, movies, late night comedy, and there's a bloodbath in there. And now, now he's heading into YouTube. I was like, the only thing about this image that that would make it more accurate is if no, and these things aren't in the right order. But the only thing that make it more accurate is they need to add a door for. I need to see what's on the other side of YouTube. There's there's got to be a door here for um, elementary schools, a door for churches, a door for journalism and a door for the Democratic Party. When I first I said there needs to be add a door for the journalism and add a door for the Democratic Party. And my cowboy friend Terry was like, well, darling, that's the same door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree with that one. <laughs> I mean, this gets back to what we said yesterday, Carrie, right? This is, this is part of, it is a culture war, not a political war. And actually, this is one thing I think James O'Keefe gets wrong in his analysis in Project Veritas. He says, oh, these companies are getting political. No, they're not political. It's a cultural war. Yes, that means some politics, but they're not, they're not trying to fight a political battle. They're trying to fight a cultural battle. They don't want you thinking certain things. They don't want you like, behaving in certain ways. And nothing is more evident than the fact that they censored Bible verses, right? that's evidence that this isn't a this isn't a political battle right there's no there's nothing political about bible versus sharing personal bible verse sharing that's cultural it's a cultural war so that's our that's our project veritas update i know you want to talk about something else can can we there's one other thing i want to talk about really quickly carrie because sure. it's it bothers me and i i don't often get to talk about philosophy in any way so I want to talk about it a little bit. We had James Lindsay on the other day, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago maybe, um, who was one of the authors of the Grievance Study Papers. And there was a, an article that I just read. I don't, I don't know how old it is, but it was in response to the Grievance Studies stuff. And there was an article that was floating around the internet about, it was a response to the Grievance Studies. And it was saying, well, it's not that bad. And the, one, of the, one of the main points was these other fields like women's studies and gender studies and race studies or whatever they call it, right? Intersectionality, all that stuff. Well, those, they, they have a different kind of knowledge. So there's the scientific knowledge, which has, you know, there's scientific rigor and we hold that, those standards to you know, we use scientific method and we hold them to standards of high rigor before we publish papers. But there's a different kind of knowledge, which shouldn't be held to scientific standards because it's not scientific knowledge, but it's valid nonetheless. And this kind of knowledge is what these studies are producing. And it's wrong to try and hold them to the same standards because it's not scientific knowledge. It's a different kind of knowledge, which is also equally valid. And, and that, that's the main point. This is why, this is why I rail against any epistemological method that's not reason. This is why only reason is valid epistemologically. As soon as you start saying, well, I can obtain knowledge other ways. So let's just talk about what reason is for a second. Really, really I can do this really quickly. We'll talk about reason and the scientific method. All this is, is a verification that the conclusions you're drawing accurately correlates to reality to the best of our ability to check. That's all that means. 
right? So it means reality's out here somewhere. We're trying to figure out what's true and what's not and what's real and what's not. Reason is a process of using sense information, taking, taking that sense information about reality, verifying that it's actually true and connected to reality, integrating it with your, the rest of your knowledge about reality, verifying that there are no contradictions. And then if it's a scientific, if you're using the scientific method, often you want to make it, be able to reproduce, verify that what you're, the model you're building of the world in your head is predictable and reproducible, right? And, and then you state it as knowledge, which is why we call, you know, Newton's law of gravitation knowledge even though later on Einstein demonstrated that there's a little more nuance to Newton's law than just the Newtonian physics. Physics goes deeper than Newtonian physics, but to the best of our ability and to the best of our ability to verify and to the highest accuracy available at the time, we said Newton's, Newton's gravitational law was knowledge. All of Newton's laws were knowledge. There's still knowledge in the context of a certain level of accuracy. If you want to get more accurate, you need to expand your knowledge. So that's all reason and logic are. Logic is just a way to make sure that you're not having internal contradictions with your thought process, basically, uh, because there aren't contradictions in the world. So if you've got an internal contradiction, clearly your model can't match the world because there are no contradictions in reality. That's all that is. So to say, well, there's a different kind of knowledge that's equally valid. No, there isn't. There is no equally valid different kind of knowledge. No, that's not called knowledge. That's called bullshit. That's what that's called. So I just, I wanna, I wanna mention this because I want people to be aware that if you don't notice what they're doing with the word knowledge, you, you can get duped by these arguments like, oh, well, this is a different kind of knowledge. And if you nod your head at that point and don't see the error, everything downstream from that will, will make sense. And it won't, you, won't, you won't see that it's all based on a lie. And that lie is that there are different kinds of knowledge. There are not different kinds of knowledge. And if you'll notice, it's the social justice community that is most wound up about convincing you that there are different kinds of knowledge. It's very important to them that you accept that logic and reason and evidence-based science, scientific method, study-based, or sorry, scientific method-based approach to solving problems or learning information about the world. It's very important to them that you don't think that's the only way that the feelings of some gender studies person and their survey among their friends is just as valid. It's very important that you think that to them because they can't win. If you, are a, if you defend reason, they can't win. So they need to undermine reason. That's why it's important. That's why philosophy is important. And specifically, that's why reason as the only epistemological standard is crucial. It's crucial. So defend it. That's the end of my philosophy rant for today. Thank you. <laughs> um, Let's switch topics. Okay. <laughs> quickly. Well, do you want to quickly mention the thing that's pissing you off? Yeah, so I just... I 
was I I sent you this link um, the Southern Baptist Convention yesterday um, did a resolution on on SJW ideology and that's what it is um, it's a resolution on critical race theory and intersectionality in fact that's the name of it so the Southern Baptist Convention has been happening and look, I'm late to I'm late to what has been going on in in terms of my old ideology moving into the church and I am just kind of trying to play catch up. I, I, I didn't realize it had progressed so far. I didn't realize, like Southern Baptist, I was raised Southern Baptist. I just think of them as one of the most, I've always thought of them as one of the most conservative denominations. And to find out that the Southern Baptists have been converged upon to such a degree is astounding to me. I mean, I know, I know, like we've talked about, SJW ideology is moving into all these different places. It's moving into elementary schools. It's moving into the churches, but, but it just, it, for this denomination to have um, such an SJW influence, like it, it's, it's sort of amazing to me. So they, um, they passed this resolution. It's called on critical race theory and intersectionality. And yeah, here it is. I'll, I'll pull it up for everyone to see. And there's a couple of things here that are, very concerning and and i'll tell you what they are a i think it's very I, I, I would have assumed that they would they would be pushing some of these ideas maybe but not calling them what they are but th like trying to hide what they are but they're not afraid of what they are they're actually saying critical race the name of the resolution is critical race theory and intersectionality so um it's that's just kind of uh, mind-blowing to me that they're they're mentioning it. So in here, they define what critical race theory and intersectionality are, but they don't really define them. They define them by um, what these tenets want you to believe they are. So both of these are tenets of the SJW ideology. Critical race theory, just like intersectionality, just like uh, third wave feminism, just like queer theory and gender theory and fat studies, all of these things are different branches of one overarching belief system. They're all encompassed by, they're all SJW ideology. Um, they, don't, they don't trace these things back to what they're a part of. So they don't, they just kind of say the, the, the rosy um, definition of what these things are. They're a set, critical race theory is a set of analytical tools that explain how race is has and continues to function in society. Um, intersectionality is the study of how different personal characteristics overlap and inform one's experience. So that's how they define these things. They don't define them as part of um, a primary, like a belief system in which your identity is the most important thing about you, which identity groups you belong to, and that, that um, everything is viewed through this lens of group membership like what race you are what sex you are and that, that that's primary and most important um they don't they don't do that so i think that's a that's a mistake um a pretty big mistake um and then if you scroll down they say um they basically say they want to they want to use these things um let me find this one resolution it says they want to use these things, but they must not, um, they must be subservient to scripture. Like we can use these analytical tools, but we must make them subservient to scripture. That's impossible because this is a transcendent 
ideological frame, which they even say explicitly, it must not be used. Here it is, resolved. Resolved that critical race theory and intersectionality should only be employed as analytical tools subordinate to scripture, not as transcendent ideological frameworks. But that's impossible. It is a transcendent ideological framework. You can't just um, sparingly take some little bit of little bit of this ideology and like mix it in with your scripture. It is a framework and a lens through which you view everything. And and more importantly, it's it's counter to the the framework of the gospel. Like it directly contradicts it. So you know, it's all about it's all about collectivism. It's not about individualism. It's all about division. It's not about unity. Um, it, the salvation that it offers is temporary and it's not, it's not about God. And it just, I just really, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about this as you're reading it? Yeah. I mean, obviously after my, uh, after my rant about epistemology, I mean, I'm an atheist, so anything I have to say about this is tainted by that, but to me, Carrie, the church is dead. This is it. I mean, I don't. This the, is the death. The church can't survive this. I yeah, mean, I don't. A church can, but not this church. Uh, I think it's over for the Southern Baptists. They're, I think it's probably going to splinter, maybe, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it has to. This is, it's not. Because this is the, look. The, the the intersectionality, the critical race theory people, the SJWs, they they got their they got what they wanted, which is it's written down. It's written down in a resolution. Now, I mean, it's just like the YouTube YouTube terms of service. Hate speech is there. Now we can use it to justify anything, right? Like it's the same thing. It's there. It's written down in resolution nine here. So, um, and, you know, Christians have, uh, if this, I'll say Southern Baptists, not Christians, but Southern Baptists, once this is written down as part of your resolution here, you don't have any good arguments against it. Um, you can say, well, it says it's supposed to be subordinate to scripture, but like Carrie pointed out, it does contradict. I mean, it is an entire ideology. It's a, it's an entire philosophy, Right it's not well i would it's not fleshed out as an entire philosophy but it certainly has uh it, it certainly undermines other philosophies and belief systems and so it doesn't it doesn't merge with anything and this was written by people who want critical race theory to control that's what they want they just know that they can't say that here because if they can't say that yeah so, so I to, obviously scripture comes first, but look again, as an atheist, you can use, if you want to cherry pick Bible verses to make whatever story you want true, you can usually. So I'm sure you could cherry pick Bible verses to make critical race theory true and say, Oh, well, we have to do this critical race theory thing because cherry pick, cherry pick, cherry pick. And they have been. Yeah. Of course. Of course they can do that. So um, that will happen. And that's how they'll get around this thing that says like, well, it's supposed to be subordinate to scripture. Eh. You know, they'll say, well, we are, see, we, we cherry 
So I've already had this happen. Like I, I was trying to explain it to um, someone who uh, it, I very much consider like an al- ally and Christian and ally. I hate that word. SJW word. But anyway, someone who's on our side of the cultural war, um, who, who is reading it. I think the way that they want everyone to read it, which is as this isn't so bad. They're saying that, that we're going to take a look at these things and use them, but they're not going to be, they're not going to, we're not going to put them ahead of scripture. And I was trying to explain to him so I could get my thoughts in line. I'm like, it's impossible to do that though. And I think the people that wrote it either, just like how I talk about, there's two different kinds of SJWs. I think the people that are, that are pushing this thing along in the Southern Baptist church, there's probably two or three different groups or people there about why this is happening. They're the people who I think are just naive about what this is and they don't understand that critical race theory and intersectionality are part of this larger ideology. That's like postmodernist identity politics based Marxism. They just don't get, they don't get it. And they're, they're well intending and they're naive and they want to be non-racist and they think this is, let's move ahead with this. Um, I think there are also people who are probably who, who probably have a gut reaction that something's wrong here, but they're too afraid to do anything. And then I think there are the people with bad intent who fully know what this is and are pushing it because they want to destroy the church from the inside or because right. they want they'll, power in pursuit of power for themselves. Right. They'll win. They'll win because of the three groups you mentioned, one is ignorant and the other is willfully blind. Yeah. One's ignorant. One's, one's scared. Irrational confidence and integrity even if it's based on a lie, that trumps fear and ignorance every time. They will win. That's why yeah. I think the Southern Baptist Convention is dead now. So there was a group of people, again, I may have some of the facts wrong here because I'm just catching up on what's been happening in this world, but um, there were some people who, they, they wrote a statement on social justice and the gospel. And this was sometime last year, the year before or something, they tried to get people to sign it and it didn't pass. I guess I guess it didn't pass, whatever that means. but there are people in the church who've been pushing, fighting this and they're losing. But part of their statement that they wrote, which is absolutely true, is um, they go, we deny that Christian belief, character, or conduct can be dictated by any other authority. Because they're talking about the authority of God's word first. We affirm the authority of God's word is infallible. It's the final authority, et cetera. So it says, we deny that Christian belief, character, or conduct can be dictated by any other authority. And we deny that the postmodern ideologies derived from intersectionality, radical feminism, and critical race theory are consistent with biblical teaching. These people know what it is. These people are tuned in. Uh, We further deny that competency to teach on any biblical issue comes from any qualification for spiritual people other than clear understanding and simple communication of what's revealed in scripture right there. They're directly contradicting what you talked about earlier about um, other types of knowledge. The SJWs say um, your race and your sex give you a unique knowledge that you, that only you possess. And that's not true. That is not true. And these, these guys know what it is, but they, they're not, they're not winning. Whoever these, these, uh, no, people lost already. It's over. Now, they might split. Um, you know, I don't think Christianity is going to die tomorrow as a, as a world religion. Obviously, it's huge. But um, this, this version of Christianity, this, the, what I think of as Southern Baptist and the kind of, quote, fundamentalist version of Christianity, it's been di- that version has been dying for quite some time, to be honest. Uh, and this is just one more 
major victory for uh, major major victory horrible secular ideology and I I just um, I guess it's just it bothers me so much uh, I think it would bother me even if I were an atheist like you I think it would bother me because I I believe it is part of this this huge cultural war but it also bothers me on just like a really visceral level because this is not my understanding of what God is about or trying to walk with Christ is about or um, what grace is about. And it just, it knowing and knowing so thoroughly what it is because I was in it for so long and seeing it, it's like, it's, it's like an unwelcome guest has come into my home. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? I'm not even a Southern Baptist, but I find it really offensive. No, no, I, I, I view you as you're like the, uh, the person who moves to, you know, moves to Austin from California and, and then Austin becomes California and you're like, that, oh, what the hell? Yeah, I'm that person too. <laughs> right, exactly. It's just, you're both. So, yeah, Actually, I don't know. I, I will say, uh, as an atheist, I will say, I think that religion is ultimately vulnerable to this fundamentally. And so, uh, I think it's inevitable that religions get misdirected in these kind of ways. But, you know, I don't want to see it happen, especially not now. And especially because we need, you know, of, of all the religions, the Western Christian religion, that tradition is most supportive of individual rights and freedom of speech and, and help build, help build the West. And, you know, that's a, if we have to rely on pro-Western atheists, I think make maybe me and a few friends, there's not like, there's not anyone left. So we really need the pro-Western Christians fighting this battle. And uh, this is a huge blow to, uh, this is a huge blow to at least the Southern Baptists and probably to Christianity in general. And I do agree with you. I think it'll split. So speaking of, we need Christians to stand up. I read this amazing article yesterday mm -hmm. and it's called, um, people should look it up. It's called, uh, hold on. It's on a website called Desiring God. We can put the link in the, it's called Not Safe, But Good, The Men That We Desperately Need Today. And it's about not being nice, like as a Christian, not being nice, being, being good and being strong, but not necessarily safe. And it's just an excellent piece. I think you would like it as well. And Probably. yeah. And I actually was like, I want, I want to marry the man described in this piece. So <laughs> if you could, I'm going to marry this article. <laughs> nice. It sounds, no, it sounds interesting. In fact, one of my, uh, one of my favorite quotes, which I'm going to butcher is uh, I think it, it's something like it's Rand quote. And it's something like there are two sides to every disagreement and the middle is always wrong. Ah, I like that. So, there you go. On that note, uh, we'll see you later today for Mike Harlow. Uh, we'll have Mike Harlow on the programmed to talk about being gay and being a wrong thinker all at once. It used to be that being gay was the problem. Now being a wrong thinker is the problem. So you know, as, as much as we try and progress as society, just, we just can't seem to leave people the fuck alone, I guess. Nope. <laughs> See you later, everyone. Bye guys. <laughs>